Hey you, what's happening at work? What's keeping you up at night? What's causing you frustration or depleting your wellness at work? Talk to me and with me. This is Joyce Odinison, your host with the What's Happening at Work show, where we create solutions to work, live, and play well. Join me now for next episode. I'm so glad that you're joining me here today and I want to talk to you today about blame versus responsibility. Now, you probably smile when you hear that topic because that is something that becomes such an issue in the workplace. Blame versus responsibility. It's not my fault. It's the other person's fault. If they didn't do this, then that wouldn't happen. And um, yeah, this person didn't pull their weight or this person didn't do what they were supposed to do. The report didn't get out because they made errors and, and on and on and on and on and on. The blame goes on and it goes on and it goes on. And it's it becomes tiring. It takes energy away. It depletes uh, our resilience and really starts to impact our mindset. And if we're not careful... We're going to become really hardened and, uh, you know, callous and, and just don't care attitude because we let this get to us. So I want to introduce a couple of things to help us to identify when blame should move into responsibility. So the first thing you need to do is remember that if you notice something in someone, then there's a high possibility that you also do the same thing. What we do often is that we think, oh, that person did that and this person did that, but I don't do it. Well, we all have belly buttons and we're all prone to do the same things or similar things based on our value system. We will do things that are upsetting to others. So we have to remember and be gracious knowing that other people can make mistakes too, but we have to be gracious. So in this particular uh, instance, I want you to remember that when you think or you've heard the other person blaming, you need to remind yourself, well, when do I do that? Do I also do that? Is that something I am likely to do? And if so, what am I thinking when I do blame? So often people blame others for a number of reasons. So take a pen and paper and start writing these down because you want to know if that's you. You want to be able to assess. So this is these are some things you can look for. People blame because they feel fear, right? People are fearful of the consequences. They are fearful of looking bad. They're fearful of... um you know, being put in a, in a negative light and that fear handicaps them in a place where they move, they resort to blame rather than taking responsibility and saying, you know what, I didn't take a second look at that. I probably should have taken a second look at that. I would have caught it had I taken the second look. And taking that responsibility, I'm definitely going to do that again. Uh, in future, I will make a note to take that second look. Uh, let's look at how I can correct it and how we can move from there. The other one is shame. Now, you have to remember with these that people have uh, long connotations. People have sometimes negative history with these words. So fear for them may be fear of retribution. 
they may be fearful of what would happen or that it would, you know, these employees will say to me, oh, Joyce, that might get back into my record. That might show up in my files. I don't want those things against me and so forth and so forth. They can cause me to lose my job. So those are things, right? People are fearful for their sense of security. So you have to remember that. Are they feeling secure enough in the workplace for them to take responsibility? So if you're a leader and you notice that your employees are showing a lack of accountability, always blaming, always shirking off responsibility, you have to ask yourself, do they feel secure enough in the workplace to take responsibility? If it's a place where People are not allowed to fail. People are not allowed to make mistakes. People are not allowed to, to grow. And it's a fixed mindset where you're labeled if you make a mistake and you're labeled and you're, uh, you know, you're chastised and you're, you're put in a box for the rest of your career. Then people are going to feel insecure and they will not want to take responsibility, just the fear and insecurity that comes for that, that that insecurity will will be shown up as a sense of fear. So those two go hand in hand. If you're seeing, if you're seeing blame, if you then look at fear and security and see how secure they are in the workplace. And a quick way to assess how secure your employees are in the workplace is to ask them, you know, what would make you feel safer at work? If there is something we could do to make everyone feel safe, everyone feel a part of the team, everyone feel that they are important and valued, what would that be? And listen, listen fully, listen with your heart and with your mind and listen, because you may not necessarily like what they have to say, but what they say will give you a lot of information. It will tell you about the level of security they feel and what you can do to increase the sense of security at work. Having that up open policy where people can speak about things, where things people employees can bring stiff staff information up to your staff meeting. They can share items for the agenda. They can bring up issues that they become aware of. And so you have to remember to do that. The other one that you, I mentioned earlier was shame. Now, people may have negative connotations towards shame because they may have experienced shame in a prior workplace. They may have experienced shame in their personal life or growing up. They may have some negative attachment to shame. And so they don't want to be shamed in the workforce. Anything that would make them feel ashamed or they may have low self-esteem. And low self-esteem can be something that people develop just because of their inability to look at themselves from a growth mindset where they're stuck in a fixed mindset. And so if they're, if they're seeing faults, if they're seeing um, weaknesses in themselves, it, it weakens them rather than encourages them to grow. And helping them to develop a growth mindset may be one thing that you can do. Let's talk about change and transformation and, and growth and, and the stages. Help your employees to know that you are not 
perfect. You didn't born with the skills and knowledge that you have right away. You you developed it. It took time. You made mistakes and, and people were gracious to you and you learned from those mistakes. And those mistakes allowed you to become the leader that you are today. And now you're prepared to do that for your team. They have to know that. They have to believe that. And you have to be genuine. You have to present that from a place of integrity so they can know and trust and believe that you're going to do what you said. Very, very important to do that. The next thing that I wanted to talk about is that sense of well-being, right? There is a sense of well-being we feel when we feel empowered and authorized. And you may ask, well, what is that? Empowered to bring ideas to the table, empowered to to look for options to solutions and authorize authorize is to authorize the person to have a voice to have an opinion to share their perspective to disagree in a respectful way so these are important aspects of helping your employees to move from a place of blame to responsibility so if you're wondering Why am I employees not taking responsibility? Why there is a lack of accountability? Do some homework. Do a little bit of auditing to see what exactly is missing in the workplace. What are some key elements that you need to start building into your team culture, your workplace culture that will help employees to feel secure, that will help them to feel empowered, that will help them to feel authorized and this will move them forward. For instance, I always say to leaders, you always coach the person in the chair. If an employee comes complaining about a coworker, that is not who you're going to coach. You're going to coach the person in the chair because they are the one with the problem. They are the one who is at your desk. They are the one who is complaining now, and that's the person that you need to coach. So it's very, very important for you to coach the person in the chair because that will also create a sense of responsibility and a sense of well-being, knowing that when they come to you, you're going to help them to go inside themselves and find the answers, find the solutions and the options to move forward rather than looking outside themselves where they walk away feeling disempowered and more dislike or more upset towards the issue that they, they came facing it. So very, very important to do that. So again, some key things to look at. If you want to shift blame to responsibility, look at the fear, underlying fear. Is there a sense of fear and insecurity in the workplace? And do take some steps to build security. Secondly, uh, look at shame. And do they have challenges with shame personally? Or is does your organization have a culture of shaming employees? In some organizations, people are chewed out. Some leaders... Tell them their, their team members out, you know, tell them off in front of the, the team and, 
and people are shamed and embarrassed. And so that creates a sense of unwillingness for them to take responsibility. And they would hide, rather hide the mistakes than let you know that they make a mistake because they don't feel empowered. They don't feel authorized to grow, to make mistakes and learn from it because that's part of learning. That's part of growing. That's part of working is to be able to recover from the mistakes we make so we can learn from them and be better at what we do in the future. So if you're looking for resources to help with the interpersonal dynamics in your workplace, go ahead and come to our website at interpersonalwellness.com. One of the things we do here is we help to build that resilient mindset so people can rebuild and recover after this difficult situation we're facing with COVID-19. You cannot afford a lot of those little petty things to derail the energy in the workplace and get people distracted. You need all hands on deck. You need all minds aligned. You need your employees to emotionally, to be emotionally and mentally resilient, uh, come in focus and be able to do the work needed so we can quickly recover, rebuild our workforce and our economy so we can look at COVID-19 as something we pass through and overcome rather than something that uh, we become a victim to or we never truly overcome because we didn't develop the mental and emotional resilience to be successful post this tragedy. So again, it's Joyce Sadidison. Check us out at interpersonalwellness.com. There are many, uh, we have some great online courses on mental wellness and emotional wellness. We have the emotional wellness uh, cleanse challenge that helps you to cleanse your emotion and, and re reprogram your thinking and your emotion in just 30 days. So check out the emotional wellness cleanse. And um, of course, uh, check us out, as I say, at interpersonalwellness.com. I want to wish you a great day. Go ahead and be well, and we will talk to you in the next episode. Bye now. You've been listening to What's Happening at Work. This is Joyce Edison, your host, and I want to thank you for being with us. Thank our guest and our sponsors, Interpersonal Wellness Services, Inc., the Global Workplace Wellness Summit, and of course, the Wellness Competency Mindset Movement. And if you want to hear from us, learn more or get more episodes, join us at interpersonalwellness.com, where we help you to work, live, and play well. Bye now, and we'll see you for another episode.